Between the Lines with Virtual Academy. We all have a story to tell. Hello and welcome to Between the Lines with Virtual Academy, a podcast going beyond the badge to allow members of law enforcement, public safety, and first response place to tell their stories and talk about the cases that have impacted their lives. How are you doing? I'm your co-host, Brent Hinson, and today we're going beyond the podcast because we're doing something we've never done before on Between the Lines. We have our host, our co-host, and our executive producer, all three of us in the same room together. Now, normally, when we sit down and we do these, uh, we're all in our separate locations, and we uh, record these on a service called Squadcast. We're all, it's kind of like Zoom. We're all online seeing each other in video chat. But today, for the first time ever, we're in the same room together. So it's going to be an interesting uh, episode. We're kind of go back and reflect on the year that was for Between the Lines. So allow me to introduce a couple of members of the team. First, I'll introduce our executive producer, who's been on a couple of times, mainly early in the on. early on episodes, yeah, yeah when, we, when Chris was still involved, uh, but uh, bringing back in today, Mr. Aaron Bevel, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I, I've always thought, like, I'm I'm like the Lauren Michaels of your SNL, like, I'm behind the scenes. Really? You're yeah. Shit. Yeah. Take over my show! Yeah. That's always been me. I've been in the background where I like it, and so... So you're always here, but you're not yeah. really always present. I always joke, like the FBI, I'm there listening, <laughs> but I'm not really there, so... And yeah. we got to bring in our host, the guy who has uh, helped uh, salvage this podcast when uh, it was mentioned earlier. Chris left us to, for another opportunity early on, and we saw Mr. Michael Warren coming in, and he has uh, steered this ship clear into 2023. So, Mr. Michael Warren, thank you for uh, for coming on and, and just getting this podcast rolling along with us. Well, you know, when you guys were just talking, all, all I could think about when what Aaron if I could put a, a visual to it, we've seen that meme with Homer Simpson, whenever something goes bad and he kind of fades back into the bush. That's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what the start of our podcast looked like. You know, Aaron goes, okay, hey, listen, here's all the instructions. Don't screw it up. And there he goes. <laughs> and people don't know, like we're usually, we're on a video chat and the last thing I do is cue the, the music for the show and then I hide my, my video so I can play Candy Crush or whatever while you guys are recording and then just fade off into the background and then people don't know I'm there anymore until it falls apart and that's when I if I pop back in things have gone terribly pear-shaped so. uh, terribly so, yeah, you know what, yeah, what what we're missing today though is weird being in the same room with you guys but uh Sully oh yeah <laughs> for, for, for our listeners Aaron has a cat that, that I, I like to call goldfish because he reminds me of, like this koi fish thing yeah and, and you can usually find him somewhere in the frame yeah it's, he's like he's like where's Waldo but it's just a, an orange cat that is somewhere sleeping in the middle of the frame and a lot of times he's snoring through your nothing against you guys you get a lovely job that you do but he's typically asleep and yeah, listen snoring is a sign of somebody who has a clear conscience <laughs> that's <laughs> my cat is very clear conscience then he's, he's so Aaron and I do another podcast. What we've done uh, as far as the end of the year for the past couple of years is for our last episode, we like to go back and do like what we call an inside baseball kind of thing. We give you our thoughts, some of the behind the scenes stuff, some of the stats from the year. Just it's a nice way to put a bookend on the whole year and, and get some perspective uh, especially with you, Mike, because you were early on first a guest and then you became the host. So I think you have the greatest perspective of being on one side and then being on the other side. So had, before you became the host and before you became a guest, were you on a lot of podcasts before or was this your first experience? This was my first experience. And I will say just quickly, 
you have adapted yes. extremely well for someone who hasn't done this before. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that you guys make it easy because of the, the prep work that you guys do. And, and to be honest with each other, experience that you brought to this podcast with the podcast that you have on your own. And, and by the way, folks, it's called Crossing the Streams. <laughs> and, and it's a fantastic podcast if you're on the music-loving side of things. You guys experienced all the bad stuff, so we didn't have to do it. Yeah. And it made it much, and, much easier. And, and that was like the, the history for it. I said I really wanted to do a podcast for the company, Virtual Academy. And I went to Brent one day and said, hey, I got to learn how to do a podcast real quick. I was like, you want to, you want to start a podcast <laughs> and we can figure out what, how this even works. And it's been, we figured it all out, but man, it was, it was rough going those early days. And so, it, but we've been able to translate all that into between the lines, which has been helpful, very helpful. And I know a lot of folks, maybe, especially in law enforcement are a little uneasy about being a guest on a podcast. And so you have that experience of what was it like coming into it as a guest? It, were you a little, had your trepidations about it? And then, you know, what was it like transitioning into a host? All right. There's a couple, couple of responses to that. Number one, I, I remember listening to some of your early podcasts on crossing the streams and you guys had, had kind of talked and joked about how much preparation goes into the podcast. And I'm thinking, oh, those guys are lying. <laughs> oh, <I gotta> <laughs> talk. <laughs> For the love of everything that's good and right. And so when I came on as a guest, you know, my preparation was making sure I had a, a, some headset, you know, yeah. and, and making sure I had a good internet connection. But after that, man, listen, if I lie to you, <laughs> you're not going to know the difference. <laughs> well, right? we'd like to think we've had people on a little bit. <laughs> but but I, I was blown away by the amount of preparation that is required to at least try to sound intelligent on these things. Well, I think we were blown away by that as well. <laughs> like when, when we started the other one, we really thought like, oh, we'll just press record and talk for an hour and a half every week. And you, you learn the first episode. That's a hard thing to do. If it's hard to talk about anything intelligently and even unintelligently for more than an hour. So on this one, luckily you've led the way in a lot of these episodes. And a lot of times we can just, Brent can pitch you in and then you're off to the races and, and you can guide our, our hosts, but our guests rather. So that yeah, helps a lot. But, but I will say that the reason why that works so seamlessly is because of the work that Brent does up front on the research side yes, of things. Agreed. I mean, because if the research is already done for you, you can look really smart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Brent does. So thanks, Brent. Well, I think our job, not being the face of the podcast, we try to put you out there as the face. Our job is to make you look good. And so that, you know, we're, we're we've, we've done this podcast and things. So we have some ideas on how it goes. So our job is to make things as easy on you as possible. And our guests, we want our guests yeah. to come in and feel comfortable, not thinking they have to, have all this stuff in front of them. We want to make it a seamless process for them. It was kind of funny. You said, uh, Mike, we're, we're here to make you look good. I just want to point out that this is an audio <laughs> podcast and there's a reason why it is because <laughs> this dude's got a face made for radio over here. But I have to say, I know you do speak for a living, you know, as a trainer, but I'm someone that comes in with a background in radio. I've worked in radio for over 25 years on and off. And so I'm comfortable behind a microphone Aaron, it took some time for him. I mean, he admittedly yeah, got, you know. Still don't like to be in front of a microphone. I prefer <laughs> to be behind the scenes. But, you know, to come in and take over, it, I, my hat's off to you. Because sometimes yeah. I'll text Aaron after an episode and I'll say, man, Mike knocked it out of the park this week. I did not see that coming at all because it was a tough subject to get through. Well, I appreciate that. But, but you know, going to Aaron for a second, when I listen to your guys' podcast, there are times when I can tell that, that Aaron is in his element. Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, when, when, when he hits on something that he feels strongly about, 
and, and he's really passionate about, you can hear a change in his tone and you can hear a change in, in the pace that he talks. That's kind of what this podcast is for me. Yeah. Because we're, we're talking about things that I'm passionate about. And we've been very blessed to have been talking with some very passionate people. And I think a lot of times, sometimes we'll do a, record an episode, we'll have a guest on. And you'll say, well, you didn't talk a lot this time, Brent. I'm like, you know what? I got out of your way because this is what you know. And I, I'm just a common Joe. So I just let you have the conversation with a guest because you guys know a lot more about the subject than I do. This is this is a kind of no holds barred behind the scenes look, right? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't agree to any okay. terms <laughs> Listen, you, you didn't say we couldn't. Okay. So, so folks doing a podcast. Another thing I learned is that there are a lot of technical difficulties. Yeah. And yeah. so since you just talked about, hey, I just let you go. Man, that was an episode <laughs> recently where I'm rolling along. And every time I'd look at you, you'd smile and you'd nod. I'm like, man, I'm doing a great job here <laughs> because Brent's not, he's not doing anything at all. And so we get to the end of the episode, we get to the part where normally, you know, we go and, and I turn it back over to you. I thought I did a pretty smooth transition. <laughs> and yet I look over there and there's Brent just looking at me. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah. So for context, this was the episode 26, Dion Joseph. It was the uh, Angel of Skid Row episode. And we got everything started on our, you know, Dion Joseph uh, squad cast. He got his video chat up. Everybody's, everything's going off perfectly. Well, for whatever reason, my audio about a quarter of the way into the episode cut off and I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear Dion. I couldn't hear anybody. And I thought, well, I could sit here for the next five minutes with my hands going all over me, distracting, distracting the mic, distracting Dion, or I can just stop and I can put on one heck of an acting job. <laughs> I got on my phone. I said, Mike, I have no ears. I can't hear anything. And I thought, well, he'll get the text. So apparently you didn't get the message. I, so, yeah. I let Aaron know, and Aaron is sitting there laughing, knowing that I can't hear anything. And I'm just pantomiming my way through the episode. It was fantastic because I've done enough of these to know that to see the tiny bit of panic in Brent's eyes and know something's wrong. And then the text comes in. There's another guy, uh, Brandon, who uh, does a lot of our editorial stuff during these episodes. I will send him that feed so he can be listening to write up the show episode descriptions, and whatnot. And so me and him, a lot of times will mystery science theater. You guys were like, while we're doing this and Brent said to me, he's like, I don't have any audio. And I was like, okay, well, should we stop? And he's like, I know, just keep going. And I was like, all right. And then, I started realizing he was watching you. There was a delay because he would watch you laugh and then he would. Ah. So you guys could have been saying anything. And I, even if I disagreed with it, I could right. have been just laughing just, and nodding my head. Just, just grinning. So nodding. great. So you know, great. Uh, folks, uh, our listeners know I'm a dork. All right. And I'm a big fan of the Big Bang Theory. Uh, an episode where Raj had a girlfriend who was hard of hearing. And so Howard, would he would uh, do sign language <laughs> and, and he goes, he couldn't keep up. So he had no idea what's going on. He goes, just, just, just smile and nod. And so Raj is smiling and goes, oh, wait, stop. Sad story. Sad story. <laughs> but man, you did it so well. But you also, you guys do a very good job of putting our guests at ease. And one of the first things you do tell them is say, listen, it wouldn't be a podcast if there wasn't a technical problem. Yeah. And that's, boy, that's never been more true statement than <laughs> podcasting. If you're sitting in the same room is really not that difficult. It's actually pretty technically easy. But if you start doing it remotely, I mean, if you think about 
you know, maybe you haven't done a podcast before, but you've been on a Zoom call and you know what hell that is just trying to get everybody connected and hearing each other. And then you throw in some more technical things with podcasts. And typically you really have to work to try to get that guest to feel comfortable after this like 30 minute session where we're like, I can't hear you. I'm re- I'm starting another computer. I'm trying, you know, like it's always a nightmare after that, settling everything and then having a conversation, they're nervous anyways, and you throw that on them. It can be difficult. Well, and I think the perfect examples, I don't know why these two were back-to-back, but episode 25 with Lieutenant Brittany Jenkins is a perfect example where when she dialed in, she was using her, her iPhone, and we kept having disconnects and yeah. disconnects, and she was getting frustrated, and I think our job was to say, hey, it's not a problem. We'll piece this together and post. You just... Don't worry. And that, that's, I think that's what we try to do is if the guests get frustrated, then they're going to be on tilt and we want to make them as comfortable as possible. And she was a good sport about it. And we, I think the episode was put together really well. And she told a great story despite our technical difficulties during the recording of it. You know? well, I wish a listener sometimes could hear the conversation that takes place before our guest gets on, because we typically get on earlier than everybody else. And one thing I've learned about you, too, is that you're not big fans of updates. <laughs> Whenever yeah. Squadcast doesn't update, it doesn't make you guys happy. Well, you get burned so many times, and <laughs> it's it's been, <laughs> my gosh. And th- to her credit, and I'm pretty sure it was Brittany's episode, she did that on the island in her kitchen. Halfway through that episode, <laughs> her cat jumped up on top of her, like where her phone was. It's like a really intense part of the story. Yeah. Like her cat was like, rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> and she kept telling the story, batting the cat away and didn't miss. And that, I was like, she's a mom. So this makes sense. But man, that is my favorite part of audio that I saved on my desktop. Is And it actually didn't make it into the episode. No, I was I, able to edit it out. I told but, Aaron, I was like, I think you can edit around the cat meowing <laughs> and it'll still make sense. I wanted to leave it in as a cat owner because I think that's it's a badge of honor because yeah. this cat just jumps on the middle of an episode i think it'd be a perfect uh supplement to this episode is we can put out that cat audio <laughs> let people that hear cat had like. a lot to say he had a lot of thoughts about that <laughs> stuff. but you also remember that same episode though her family comes home oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like hey guys say, listen you got to go somewhere yeah, yeah. It's like, she shut him down dude she said i'm podcasting go <laughs> in the other room she's a good sport about yeah it. She, fantastic she, and by the way that, that that was one of my and i say favorite episodes but because i've enjoyed all the episodes of all the episodes, that's one of the ones I struggle with saying, I'm not sure I could have done what she did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is. Now, I see her 250 feet. Not, probably not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I, behind my townhouse, there's like a, one of those towers, and I don't even think it's 250 feet. And like after that episode, I kept looking at it going, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think so. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think has been the most surprising thing about doing a, a law enforcement podcast? And I, I, Pose this question because I can tell you right off the bat, even though I've worked with law enforcement for quite a while here at Virtual Academy, is how uh, I was surprised at how open and honest and how emotional some of the guests will get when they're talking about some of these situations. I'm surprised by it, but I'm also moved by it that they allow us and trust us enough to share that content with us. I go back to the Andy Oblad Mm -hmm. episode, the, the trolley square shooting. And I think that in the media today, there's almost this this message that law enforcement's out there going and hunting for the opportunity to cause harm to citizens. Law enforcement officers enjoy those types of encounters, but when you listen to his reaction to having to use force the way that he did and the impact that it had on him, I just thought that his willingness, number one, to be that vulnerable and that open with us, it really hit home to me at the impact that these incidents have 
on the officers themselves. Well, I think the thing that surprised me the most is seeing the vulnerability and seeing the emotional side of it because law enforcement typically is the stoic, typically male people that we're talking to, officers, but to see them break down in those moments when they're, because the great thing about podcasting is once you get into it, it's like a conversation. And if you can get past that barrier of I'm doing this that people are going to hear, you can start to just have a conversation with somebody. When that happens, you see them let their guard down and you hear their voice start to falter when they talk about, you know, protecting kids and thinking about their own kids and their, that situation. And when you see that humanization of those moments, that's when I love this podcast. And that's not something I ever expected would have happened. And I think that's an important thing to see because when you think about law enforcement, you get this image in your head that they're, you know, like Superman or, you know, they're, they don't have the emotion attached to them. And it's good that we're able to see that you're humanizing them. And I think people need to see they are humans and they put on their pants one lady at a time. And I think about Vic in his episode just a couple of weeks ago, the Thanksgiving episode where he's this, uh, you know, sportsman outdoors kind of guy, this, you know, no nonsense uh, fellow. But then at the end of the day, he's struck by uh, a health issue and he got really open and honest about it. And it was a very inspirational story to hear and just to hear from the human aspect of things. I guess I was surprised at the emotional impact that it, the officers showed but perhaps I was I was even more shocked was how much of an emotional impact it had on me. And I go back to episodes uh, twenty and twenty one, the Midland yeah. City bunker when, and Kyle Vowinkle when he talked about the number one guy going down into yeah. the bunker, and he didn't know if he was going to encounter a guy with a gun that needed to be dealt with, or he was going to encounter a little kid. And he encounters the kid and he takes a kid and he pulls a kid to his chest and he goes to the wall and he puts his body between the kid and the douchebag that he was down in the bunker with. And he tells the kid, you're going to be okay. I had to, I had to mute my mic because <laughs> I'm, I'm starting, I wasn't there, but the impact it had on me just blew me away. Well, and yeah. to, also, the thing that struck me about that was it was the second time he went down that hole. He went down, got stuck, and then went down again. And, and they told him he didn't have to go down again, and he did. He was like, no, I'm, I'm doing this again. So you see those moments where, unfortunately, in the news media right now, we're seeing a lot of the, the bad side of what's happening in law enforcement. I'm hoping we're showing some of the good side. And I, I say that as somebody from the outside who maybe a long time ago didn't have the greatest opinion of policing in America. I think this podcast has helped me to see everything's perspective. Like if you can see the the humanization of, of somebody, you can better understand. Like even the episode that we did just recently about um, having to deal with child porn and policing, the toll that that takes, I never considered that having to sit there eight hours a day looking at these awful, awful images, the kind of toll that that would take on a person. And I think we have the uh, the perspective of we sat with, with James, who was in that episode, James Isaacs, and we, we got to see him on video chat, and I could see the toll that it, it's taken on him. Right. Um, not just as a member of law enforcement, but just as a human being. And that impacted me just to see him retell these stories. And uh, there are people that work in law enforcement. And then there are people that work in law enforcement that have to deal with a lot of crappy stuff. And I, I could see that. I could hear it in his voice in the way that it, it's impacted him. And it, his impact impacted me. Uh, one of the episodes that really got to me as well was uh, episode 19 with Bob Greenwood. 
Mm. And, and the reason, one of the reasons why it, it got to me so deeply was because I'd never worked in corrections. And, and by the way, corrections people, we'd really love to hear from you <laughs> a little bit more. Can you imagine the absolute terror that he and his partners had to be feeling when th- this riot kicks off and you're there? Mm-hmm. You're completely outnumbered. You don't have all the tools that a police officer does. I can't wrap my head around having to be in a situation like that. Well, I even said, I, I said, you work in an irrational situation, <laughs> but you have to rationalize it every day. So you walk into the pit of hell every day and you, you have to act as if that's normal. And that's not normal. And that, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. But to him, that was what he dealt with every day. And he was, he was used to it. And I'm like, I, I can't imagine it. All the layers of security that you have to get through just to go to work, you know, in my line of work, that's what we call a clue that things are bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's where they go day in and day out. But that also goes to the Justin Witt episode where he talked about being embedded in the crowds during yeah. the riots, the look of bewilderment on his brothers and sisters face because the denial, they, they just can't rationalize what is going on here? Well, that's one thing about the podcast that I really do like is the fact that the folks that we have on, they talk about things where they want to get better. Like Justin said, he didn't properly train his his folks as well as he wanted to. Or, you know, the things that they want to do different. When you go to a, a scene, uh, how do they phrase it? Their worst day is just a normal day for us. And yes. to look at it from that point of view, hey, maybe I need to speak differently to this victim because this is their worst day. Even though it's normal to me, this is something that may happen to them once. I think Monty Blue even touched on that, is to hear them, their perspective on, okay, here's how we need to maybe change, do things differently. If we're not trying to improve, we're not staying the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. I've been struck by how, like you said, how much our people want to improve the quality of the service they provide. And, but, you know, you brought up Monty. I think one of the best stories we've heard this year was the Cadillac story. I, I to, I've told that story at least to five different people. The way he was able to deliver it, well, it was such a straight face, and it wasn't me. <laughs> so you see that right there? It says 70. I said, well, I appreciate that, but that's your thermostat. Not your cruise control. <laughs> I tell people that listen to the podcast, friends of mine, that – that, that episode in particular was rolling along. And, and you know, we, we do work ahead of time. We, we talk to the guests and, and we do research. But the story told at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I had no idea that was coming. And I had no idea which way it was going to go. Hey, you know, this old guy, he calls me and I couldn't come out that day. Yeah. And, and he gets out there and what's the first thing he does, you know? Uh, he takes off his, his belt. You know, he's stopping by to see a friend of his. And it turns out the guy had killed his wife. Yeah. I had no idea where that story was going. And when it went where it did, was at a loss for words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing we like doing these year-end wrap-ups is talk about maybe some of our favorite episodes on a personal level. And we want to dovetail into what are some of our top three or top five most popular episodes as far as downloads go. So let's start here. What was one of your favorite episodes that you've done this year? And we'll just kind of wrap our way and we'll end with me. I'm going to go back to, to the Andy Oblad episode, the trolley square. And, and the reason why was, a, as I talked about in the episode, I, I met Andy uh, when I was uh, doing a training out in Utah earlier this year. When I was talking to him, when I found out that I had actually used two videos involving him at different parts of my career as a training aid and to find out it's the same guy, how does that happen? The, when he talks about finding the family in the freezer. Mm-hmm. 
and, and he talks about they weren't going anywhere but with me. And we talked. He talked about the impact that that the incident, even though they weren't physically wounded, the impact that it had on the kids that were in the freezer. And I just, I think Andy is the epitome of what a first responder, professional first responder is. Andy, I hope you're listening to this thing, man. I, I think that you are the man. Yeah, because at that point, when I'm walking or I'm running away from the fire, those guys are running towards it. That's what I told my wife after that episode. I said, these guys, when the shots were fired in that mall, they're running towards those shots. I said, I that is the highest amount of bravery you could think of. I just... It blows my mind. Uh, blown away by the bravery of the people that we've been able to talk to this year. And the thing I appreciate so much about that episode and in law enforcement in general is how detailed they are in telling those stories. Like, and that maybe because they had to go through and write reports about it afterwards, or maybe just re retelling that. If you try to tell me to retell a story, you're going to get like a different version every time. It's going to get worse and worse. It was so detailed that there were moments you can kind of follow along with him. And uh, I was just editing some law enforcement training, but the guy, it made an important point, but he said, you know, most people get out of their car, but law enforcement exits a vehicle. Like he said, that's, that's how you always expect a cop to have those very precise, exact details. And so when they're telling these stories, you can relive it in a certain way. And I think that's maybe a benefit I didn't see coming from law enforcement. You're right. They really do paint a picture for you. It's, it's moment by moment, pace by pace. And it, once you get started on an episode, it's hard to be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to sit in my car and finish this, you know, because you want to hear the rest of it. So you brought up an interesting point. You know, they walk you through step by step and we talk about our episodes, you know, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour. But these incidents are happening in a matter of minutes. Yeah. How quickly they made the decision and did what they had to do, it just blows me away. Yeah. You know, more and more you're having to second guess yourself with every decision you make because the consequences, while they're the same as they were before, the fallout of them may be bigger than they ever were. Absolutely. Favorite episode for you, what would you have? I would have to say, and this is because from a production side, the Midland City Bunker episode for me was a lot of fun because we were able to do some more production things with that one than we had ever done before. Oh, was yeah, that was, yeah. Incorporate the audio from the actual 911 calls, which I want to start doing more. And that was really fun. It ended up being so detailed that we were able to break it up into two episodes. And it was fun to hear from people saying like, oh, I hated having to wait a week to, you know, that's when you know things are, are, are hitting and connecting with people. I think the way that Kyle told that was so well done. And uh, I, was, I was really proud of that episode. It's a, it's a good story. Really good story. Were you like me? When he told the story, he did it in such detail and did so well on it, but he didn't do it in a prideful way. Right, right. And, and it, man, listen, if there, there's work to be proud of, <laughs> that was work yeah. to be proud <laughs> oh, of. Yeah. But but he, he gave credit to, to a whole bunch of other people, always talking about the team, didn't come across boastful. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people, if we're honest with each other in this world, that if they're involved in something like that, so you never going to believe what I did today. <laughs> you know, start selling their story on, on the news circuit and all that. And that's another thing maybe we should point out real quick. Hey, our guests, they come and do this for free. Yeah. They come and do this because, because they, they, they want to share their experiences so, so that you understand what's going on. People can learn from it. Exactly. But both, both civilian and right. law enforcement. I think that's incredible. And just to uh, dovetail 
tail off that, being boastful. During that episode, I had a moment of pride because <laughs> I asked Kyle a question about, did nobody notice the guy was digging a big thing in the ground? And he said, well, Brent, that's an excellent question. And I thought <laughs> an FBI special agent just said, I asked an excellent question. That was a source of pride for me. I'm, I'm <laughs> Which re- reminds me, like, I don't typically involve myself at all. Like, I'm really looking at these from a technical aspect. And But the, the episode that we did with the, the drone episode, I was feed, because I'm a drone <laughs> operator, I was feeding Brent questions. And then I had the same exact thing where he was like, that's a great question, Brent. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> my proxy. <laughs> was, that, that episode was with Mike Rogers. He's great. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Skyfire, to throw a little shout out to him. And you know what? We, we appreciate people like, like Skyfire. Oh, yeah. Uh, because when we did the podcast, they really got behind it and really put it out there on their social media to highlight the work that, that Mike did in his career with the FBI. Mike was still in my FTO and gave me a two on my DOR, Mike. <laughs> I see you out there. Well, as far as my favorite episode, and the reason why I kind of went around this way is not only is it my favorite episode, but it's also our most downloaded episode of the year. And it's for personal reasons. I love this uh, officer. Uh, Maria Reed from the Flint Police Department, my hometown of Flint, Michigan. The best part about that episode for me was I said, hey, my folks still live in Flint. This was before the episode even aired. I said, would you mind, you know, checking out my parents' neighborhood every now and again? She said, give me their address. I thought that was the coolest <laughs> thing, you know. Uh, but it was really cool to uh, to have Maria Reed on the podcast talking about places that I grew up. I know she's talking about this avenue or this street. And to think, here I am sitting in Tennessee recording this. And I'm talking to a woman who's police officer in my hometown, talking about all the places I know about. That was that was really surreal to me. We've talked already about people being vulnerable. I thought that she was incredibly, made herself incredibly transparent and, and talked about the, the troubles that she's had coping with what happened to her. When people do that, it just says, hey, it's okay not to be okay. It doesn't make you less than, it, it makes you human. And I thought she, that was, that was a great episode. I, I really enjoyed the talk we had with her. Yeah. And I, that was, uh, our, by far, um, our most downloaded episode of the year. It's a, if you want to go back and, and listen to some of these, if you haven't listened to them, they're all on our website. You can find them on all podcast providers, but, uh, episode 22 is Flint police officer, Maria Reed. One we've talked about quite a bit. Our uh, second and third most popular ones was that Midland city bunker hostage crisis parts one and two or back to back right there. It came out in uh, late September, early October. And Aaron, you're right. I forgot how much back end work you did put into that. That really did, you know, tie it together and, and worked out well. And uh, another one of the earlier ones we had with uh, when, when Chris was with us that was very impactful. And it's, I think when we did it, Aaron said, this is what the type of episode that I want to put out each week. And that was the um, Blockbuster Murders and the Officer uh, Justin Solo Hub when you guys went down and recorded some in Alabama. And that was hearing those officers recount those things and being very vulnerable. They just met you yeah. and, you know, they knew knew Chris, but just be as vulnerable as they were and you set up a microphone in front of them. Yeah, that's the... the <laughs> There was a, I remember there was a guy that was on that episode that was like a leader of the SWAT team. He was the big guy that what you would, us civilians would see as the guy in a, you know, leading a SWAT team. And he was incredibly vulnerable in that episode. And then afterwards sharing about it and saying how much he enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, if that guy can do that, maybe we're onto something here. Maybe this can be useful for people. Yeah. I'm going to throw this question to you, Aaron, because th- this this kind of was your brainchild, th- this whole this whole concept. What would you like to see 
on Between the Lines in the coming year. My favorite episodes, and, and it's it's honestly nice that we have a diverse type of episodes, so it's not always this, but I, the ones I love the most are the ones we can really get into detail about a specific case and the ones that we can hear those recounting of those stories because when I wanted to do this, the whole premise of this idea was that we get to hear these crazy stories that other people don't get to hear, and I wanted a place for them to be able to go in there unfiltered, tell their story the way that they experienced it. And that's what I want to see more of those types of episodes. But like you said, I I want some more fire. I want some more EMT. I want to branch out in some of those other areas that we've talked about. And we have some connections and we're, we're doing that in the background, but there's a lot that goes into this field that there's so many different ways you can go with this. And there's so many people out there that have stories that need to be told. It's kind of a, a weird mix uh, because with uh, with the James Isaacs episode on, on my personal Facebook page, uh, that, that one of my, one of my friends who happens to be a hose jockey, you know, uh, um, <laughs> I love the running yeah, gag yeah, you yeah. guys give the yeah, fire. Right. Our friends, yeah. the second responders, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> wow. the, the, uh, but but yeah, he that's posts, why we don't have it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's fun. why that's why I'm about to send a, extend okay. a personal okay. invitation here, yeah. right? Uh, one one of my friends he posted on there. He goes, listen, I, I was really worried about listening to this because it's a very upsetting topic. But the thing is, a, a, a wider variety of these things, because, because as much grief as I give them, the folks over in the fire service, quite honestly, they, they do things that I wouldn't do. Hmm. You know, just like Brittany climbing a 250-foot tower, probably not going to happen. And I want to hear their stories because we're all on this greater public service team. And so I would love to hear more from that side. But what about you, Brent? What would you like to see in this upcoming year? Well, one of the things that we did early on that I think is really interesting, we talked before we started recording today, if we wanted to do more of, was uh, with Brian and Anjali Thompson, where Anjali yeah. was, uh, she was in like counseling and therapy, and Brian was in law enforcement, and just that the element of them being husband and wife, and to hear things from one side and hear things from another side. So we are talking I just finished up jury service. You have testified in open court. I thought hearing the different outlooks, you know, different perspectives, and even you had a topic that you brought up to where we look at, you know, a subject matter from two different points of view. I think that's really eye-opening. People can learn from that kind of thing. It's important to recognize, and we talked about this before we started recording today, we become so focused on our perspective that, that we lose sight of the other perspectives. Acknowledging Somebody else's perspective doesn't change your beliefs. It's just a recognition that there are other perspectives out there. I think that that's what we're really hoping to address in this podcast for people who maybe have a different perspective of what first responder actions are all about. Maybe they get a peek behind the scenes. And maybe they may not walk away and completely change their point of view, but they can say, oh, okay, now I know where he's coming from. If we can get people thinking, thinking critically, yeah, I think that's a win. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the thing that we talked about very early on, many, many years ago, we were kind of pitching this idea. I think it'd be really interesting to have somebody from fire, somebody from ENT and somebody from policing together and just have that those conversations because those situations don't happen if you don't have somebody from 911, if you don't have, like, for every call you go on, there are so many other connected things that get affected and will affect the outcome of that situation. All right, so so can I throw another invitation out there? Mm-hmm. My peeps in the nine one one centers. All good stories typically start with you. Yeah. Okay. And we would love to have 
have more representation from that side of the house, Mark Picnic, if you're out there listening, you need to give me a call. Okay, I want to hear the stories. Well, we, we talk a lot about that. You know, if people have stories to share, a lot of them will be reluctant. Well, I don't know if I really want to do that. Or Listen, just send us an email and we can, we'll guide you all the way through it. Or you can, you know, give us a call if they know Mike or know me or Aaron. Just give us a call and we'll guide you through that process and make it as easy as possible. Because it can be intimidating for sure. Yeah, I just had to throw the, the Monty episode, Monty yeah. Blue, the, the part where they're out there searching you know, for, for the killer. And he's, he's, he's in the stand. He goes, I'd like to tell you <laughs> that's, that I was scanning. He goes, but the truth is, we'll just get off my phone. That my is phone. true transparency. To <laughs> say that on something that is going to go out to the internet. Because but, he was a big hero in that. Oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> the accidental hero almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Guys, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this. I mean, this from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate the opportunity that you guys have afforded me to be a part of this. When, when I say this, I am not blowing smoke. You guys make this incredibly easy. And I cannot thank you enough for what you do. The work that you do is just fantastic. It's a, a pleasure to do this podcast because I've learned so many things. You've made the transition so much easier than it could have been. And it's just been, it's something I look forward to coming to work every day and doing. It's fantastic. And, and Aaron, I wish you spent a little bit more time at the mic. <laughs> but because, it, it, listen, and I, I've told Brent this uh, several times, that I appreciate your guys' perspective when we're talking about these topics. We don't agree on everything, uh, socially, politically, all that. Musically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some, some of the stuff may not be classified as music to what you listen to. Okay. Uh, but, I will turn this podcast around. <laughs> I've enjoyed the discourse that we've been able to have. You've allowed me, just like listening to your music podcast has exposed me to music I never would have heard before. Doing this with you has given me a perspective that I never would have had. And and I thank you guys for doing that. Well, it's it's definitely uh, the thankfulness is over on this side of the table, buddy. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I think they're teaming up on me, folks. For, for our listeners, I'm on one side of the table and they're on the other side. Yeah, that but, was definitely. There's definitely a yeah, production yeah. side and a talent side. Yeah, that, 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 no, <laughs> we all chose. I was, was going to say interrogation. We got the interrogators oh, yes, and then yes. and then the suspect over here. But listen, as we uh, head off into 2023, we want to thank you guys for listening, for downloading episodes each week, for streaming, for you know interacting with us on social media. Without uh, folks listening, we couldn't do this. And we also want to say thank you to Dr. Nassar Nassar for allowing us the platform to uh, do this podcast each week. And we want to hear uh, from more of you. If you want to be a part of Between the Lines, the uh, the door is always open for you to be a guest. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address, between the lines at virtualacademy.com. We've talked about a number of episodes on this year in wrap up, and you can find all those on our website at between the lines with virtualacademy.com. I'm looking forward to a new year, some potential topics we have lined up, potential guests. I think it's going to be uh, another fun year, and uh, I can't wait to do it with uh, the, the two of you here and all the other folks we have uh, working with us. So thank you guys so much for this. And i got to say thank you to Brandon. We didn't thank him near yeah. enough. He, he helps <laughs> us behind the scenes. He's not here today, but uh, thank you to Brandon, and uh, thank you to everybody that listens. Well, and we have to say this because we are recording this episode early we're about to go on break, but many times that even though we're going to be on a break, there are going to be people out there, men and women who will not get a break during Christmas and who will be out there protecting people. So thank you guys. If you're out there, hopefully you're listening to this and, and maybe this will give you a little bit of appreciation. There's at least three guys here that appreciate what you guys are out there doing. And, and one last message to, to my brothers and sisters out there. 
please be safe. And remember that what you do, it matters and you matter.